Hello everyone, welcome to Sana I-E. I'm your host XO, and today, this is a very special day, because I have an interview for you guys. And this interview is mind-blowing. This interview, we talk about life, we talk about career, we talk about fashion, we talk about mental health, financial literacy, we talk about family, and we also talk about an emo- having an emotional purge. I don't even think like an emotional purge. What's that? Or some people might know what it is, but we're going to get deeper into that as the show goes on. But let's first start off with my quotes of the day. My first quote is, consistency is a skill many people sadly lack. Keep it up. Consistency. What is something that you want to stay consistent at that you haven't been consistent at? That you've been taking days off or you've been really just putting on the black back burner or you've been like, oh, I can do it tomorrow or something like that where you, you're like, oh, I'll start Monday or I'll start next week or I'll start then. But it's like, why push off tomorrow what you do today? And that, that goes like hand in hand. Like we all like to say, oh, we'll do it tomorrow. Or and it's like, why? Why not do it now? Consistency is a skill many people lack. So what are you trying to stay consistent in that you're lacking right now? Anything that you're lacking that you want to stay consistent in, start disciplining yourself. Turn over a new leaf. We're about to hit and enter. We're in, we're in October. I said about to enter. We're in October. It's a whole new month. It's the last quarter of the year. With the last quarter of the year. Fourth quarter. How do you want to finish this year off strong? What do you want to stay consistent at from October to December? Fuck it. October to next October. What do you want to stay consistent at to pick up that traction along the way because consistency we all lack consistency i'm inconsistent when it comes to certain things but it's ourselves we have to tell ourselves like yo we haven't been consistent at this but we've been trying to stay consistent all month or all year we've been trying to do it but we keep falling off track going falling off track going off falling off track and it's like let's focus on staying consistent for this month, the month of October, stay consistent at whatever you want to do, whether it's going to the gym, saving money, creating a budget, sticking to a, a morning routine, a daily routine, um, working on your finances, working on your mental health, staying consistent with that, but taking it one day at a time. Take it one day at a time, because that's what it comes down to. Take one day at a time. There will be days where you don't feel like doing what you want to do. And those days is when you should do it because you'll feel 10 times better. I know from personal experience. Today, I was like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. My bed feels so comfortable right now. I don't want to get up. But it's like, you're breaking that cycle. I was reading this book. Oh, my favorite book, Atomic Habits. And it discusses like, never miss twice. So you can you can miss that one day, that one day, but never miss twice. That's what it really comes down to. So you can miss that one. But once you miss that first day, you're back on track. So never miss twice. Always remember that and stay consistent. My second quote is, Start doing something, you'll continue. Why? Because motivation doesn't cause action. Action causes motivation. And I feel like that's a run-on quote with the first quote. Start doing something, you'll continue. That's, that talks about consistency. Talking about that action, doing that action. Start doing something, you continue. you'll continue because action causes motivation. Oh, excuse me. Um, that goes back to the gym. Me, me want to stay in bed, not want to get up, not wanting to go this morning. 
but I, I knew as soon as I hit touch that gym floor, it's a different, I'm a different person. I'm a different animal. It's, it's go time because I know what I'm here. I'm here for a purpose. I'm not here just to bullshit around. So that action caused the motivation to work out. So start doing something you'll continue. Why? Because motivation doesn't cause action. Action causes motivation. And now to my very special guest. My guest is an African-American black female artist and designer living and working in LA, in LA. She was born in San Diego, shout out to Dago, but raised in SoCal. Her educational backgrounds include an AA and business admin with a focus in marketing from Los Angeles College. She also has a certificate in graphic design. She also received her bachelor's of fine arts from the University of Irvine, specializing in painting. Her artwork has been featured in five gallery exhibits to date in both Orange County and Los Angeles County. She has a, she has had graphic design placements for local owned black black owned businesses. Yet, although art in all forms is is her passionate work, her heart has been in passion in fashion. <laughs> Excuse me, forgive me for that. Her heart has been in fashion to create designs that would reach the masses since 2010. So, my guest today, Lauren Els Marie, has a brand, a clothing line, a brand that she launched. It's called LS by LM. She launched it in her official debut line as a designer and owner. It's a Los Angeles made brand based on women's wear and unisex pe- unisex people. I'm trying to say that unisex pieces showcased in limited edition themed capsule collections. So without further ado, help me introduce my guest, Lauren Els Marie. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. It's a Wednesday, right? So yeah, yeah. That's that's my favorite day of the week. So we good. It's always good. Make it to the middle. Oh, that's facts. It's hump day, like, man, two more days to the weekend, so. Exactly. How are you doing? I'm good. Can't complain. Uh, fresh off the gym. I'm ready to do this interview. Mike finally got you on the mic. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, like, I'm super excited. I'm, like, nervous, but I'm, like, this is going to be cool, so. That, no, same, too, because I was, like, I had, that's why I was, like, oh, let me get a little five or ten minutes. I was, like, why? this i'm like i think every before every interview i get nervous and the jitters and i'm like all right i gotta listen to some songs to get me hype and everything let me drink some water to calm down because my nerves is like what the hell but i'm like fuck it let's do it i guess you just don't know how it's gonna go so it's just hey just roll the dice and hope it goes smooth that's true too i said a little prayer for both of us before we got started so we should be good appreciate you it's gonna be a great interview then all right Tell me your been for you. <laughs> uh, you know, I talk with my hands, so I'm like, just natural. Um, the year, the year has actually been really good. Um, you know, obviously, there's just a lot of crazy stuff going on. You know, in the ex- external of me, but uh, you know, with like, that's funny. I don't want to quote this, but. Um, at my church service, there's a there's a saying. It's called chaos, chaos in harmony. So it's just kind of like everything could be going crazy, but sometimes 
gives you a space to kind of like regroup yourself and and like you kind of learn a little bit about yourself and you're more willing to kind of take risks because things are crazy anyway so it just kind of grounds you into like a reality so that's kind of how I've been taking advantage of it um and I'm I don't know I've been feeling like really excited about this year um just because it's like a lead up to next year I'll be turning 30 so uh, and I feel really good about it I don't know what's about to go down but I feel like it's something so that's my like long version but yeah that's (laughs) (laughs) most definitely I get you I like that how you said like chaos and harmony because that's how you have to handle it because um life gets chaotic sometimes and especially with everything that's going on right now with the pandemic and stuff like that it's like everything's chaotic around you but you have to find that peace find that uh serenity within yourself and not let the chaos on the outside really pull you down or hold you down you know and like yo uh i've got to do something i got to take some risks now because everything is chaotic and crazy around me so i gotta make take more risk in life when it comes to doing what i want to do because you it's like you never know but i love that chaos of harmony that i'm gonna keep that one yeah no uh shout out to to revelation church good because i I shout out to them shout out to them that was a quote i don't want to take that it's not my credit (laughs) (laughs) most definitely shameless plug what's the most important lesson you learned this year um honestly this year the most important lesson i learned was kind of like i guess i guess it's really just like really betting on yourself like i i think Mm -hmm. i've always believed in betting on yourself but I think um, sometimes we take that and we apply it in spaces where it's not really like you're not truly challenging yourself. Like most people who know mm-hmm. me, like personally, they know that I like I work hard, like, you know, I've had different jobs and stuff and I'll be the, you know, top person. But that's not really betting on yourself. That's like a small fraction of who you are in comparison to like you deep down knowing your purpose. So I I think it's just kind of like taking all that evidence, taking all that experience and really saying, like, I'm going to just do it. Like, you feel me? Like, I I think that's what it really clicked for me because I don't know, like I've just made so many other places um, successful or contributed to their success to where it's like the question really prompted, why not you? So or why not me? So like actually, you know, like making the real bet, not like the, you know, penny slot machine, like putting the, the, (laughs) the coins down, like put it on black, like, and just go. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. And that's true too, because you got to like, I like, I love that lesson because it's like, you do have to better yourself and really trust yourself. Like you say, you've been working with different companies and really building up their success. But you, I know like deep, like you said, deep down inside you, you're like, is this really my purpose or is there something more to life, more to this versus me just helping somebody else get rich, somebody else fulfilling their dreams. It's like, I still have dreams myself that I want to accomplish and I'm not getting any younger. So I have to really take a step back and analyze everything and really bet on myself instead of paying the pe- playing the pe- penny slots going to the crap tables and like yo i'm gonna shoot this and i'm gonna just have faith and believe that yo i'm betting on myself and uh i will progress and success right. will happen for me yeah no that it's exactly that and it's such a trip because like when you finally do it you can like really reflect and you know those moments where it was kind of like you weren't supposed to be there 
like there's a whole bunch of people that I know have their own purpose and their own talents, but they're kind of like playing small, which is it's part of the lesson. It's part of the development. Like you kind of have that to get to that place of discomfort to where you really realize like you don't belong in a space. Like just because you're good at something doesn't mean it's your purpose. Because um, mm. it's just like, you know what I mean? Like if you're if you're a hundred percent person and this job only requires you to use 15% of your energy, it's not, you know what I mean? Like you won't fit there. And then you'll notice like your managers, like you'll do everything above everybody else, but the manager won't promote you. They'll promote the other person who do like half of what you could do. Mm. And, and a lot of people take that as a prompt to like go harder, like, Oh, I'm approve it. But it's really supposed to be evidence of like, they don't they don't want you here because you're bigger than that. Mm-hmm. You, you, Amen. You disrupt the structure because there's a certain type there's certain types of people for certain types of places. And it's like really your responsibility to figure out where you fit because they all serve a purpose. You know what I mean? You might be an ocean and you at an office that's full of lakes. Like you won't fit there. You'll drown everybody. And they don't want to have that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they don't want to talk your shit. But it's true. And I I really like grasp that lesson, you know, really starting in 2020 because like I just had like a full burnout. And I was just like, well, I cannot get myself up to do no type of clock in, no type of sales call, anything. But it was because I had exhausted my own gifts on things that weren't in my purpose. So it could never feed me back. Damn, I love that. It's like, like you even got an introvert on the call. Like, yeah, I'm like, all I, I do like, is sit in the corner and think. <laughs> I love how you put that, that ocean and lakes. And it's like, you don't fit and you belong. It's like we have, when it comes to certain jobs, uh, we have ex- expiration dates. Like there's expiration date on it. Like the energy starts shifting to where you got to get out, but you don't sense it until, like you said, somebody else gets promoted over you after you been putting in 110% for the company and the other person's only putting in 50%, but they got promoted over you just because they know so-and-so or just because they seem like a better fit, but you're just the harder worker. So it just starts resonating with you. Like, damn, I shouldn't even be here any longer, but you don't have, some people don't have that, that plan or way of an escape to get out that they like, damn, I just got to stay here and suck it up. And like you said, they'll be like, fuck it. I got to go harder and show them that I can do this and that I am willing to get promoted. But it's like, your calling is not there. Your purpose is not there. There's something else in life that's calling you that you know is there, but you've been blind to it because you've been so focused on this job, exerting your energy here, that that purpose and calling keeps coming to you, but it keeps passing you by. Like you're in, a, uh, I want to say a merry-go-round. So right. it's like you got to keep your eyes open and be aware of the signs around you because it's always signs that point you out in the right direction, but we're sometimes oblivious to them. Yeah. And then, you know, just sometimes it's just... um you know just as I'm getting older I'm really just realizing like just everybody gets their lessons in their time you know what I mean so it's just it for example like if you're if you're a visual learner right and I'm just talking to you over and over and over and over like it's not gonna matter it's gonna take that time that somebody comes up with that whiteboard and is like okay look at this boom 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 and it's gonna click even though you've been hearing it for you know five years six months two weeks straight but it's because it it wasn't meant for you to get it in that time so it's just like you need to be able to see those things because when you do take the step out when you build the confidence when you start to 
like lay your foundations for what your purpose is, those things really help drive you to keep going because you're like, I remember I used to do this. I remember I used to play small and like that storyline is what's so significant because people need to understand journeys. So when you get to your place, it's not just like, oh yeah, like I just popped up here and I've known all my life. Like, no, we all need to be able to share our experiences so that we can be like, hey, look, I feel you. I've been there, but here's what I did. Yours might have a little remix to it, but it's going to look just like this because that's the path. That's the journey. But you need mm-hmm. the like realization part. Otherwise, it don't matter. Facts. Man, I love that. I'm going to just end it right there because I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you hit on some <laughs> points. And I'm gonna just like, oh, let me go to the next question because I love that, though, because all that is real a lot see it's a good ass interview so far um do you feel like do you feel like the pandemic uh helped or hindered your growth um it really helped me it really did um honestly i i really realized that i had become someone who attached work to my value so like if people didn't talk to me about work, I was like, why would you not? You know, I'm like looking at people like, why are you not asking me what I do? Like, oh, yeah, I've accomplished it. Like, you know, I was ready to give like a resume if someone asked mm-hmm. me the question. But um, I I ended up like encountering some people who just simply just didn't care. Like they never asked me and it confused me because I was like, this is what everyone does. Everyone walks up to you and says, hey, like, what do you do? What's this like? It was just like, okay, like, I can see what you do. Like, what you do is nothing. And, like, me, for me not to, like, grasp that very simple concept or let that get away from me was so jarring. Like, how did I let myself get this far away from, like, you know, that's, like, my motto. Like, you're your own self. You, you know, you're not like anyone else. You know, you're individual. You're unique. And, and I forgot. You know, so um, I really had to, like, deal with a lot of stuff that I had, like, pushed to the side because I was just tunnel tunnel vision myself to work. So I was, like, stunning my own self-development. So I was just like, all right, well, let's just do the the, the nitty-gritty work. And it, it was rough. I'm not going to lie. Like, that whole, the beginning of 2020, like, through that first summer, it was just like me with me and, mm-hmm. and you know we had to address some really hard you know life things that we never addressed that we never sought out but it was necessary because if i was going to go into my purpose i needed to make sure that i was my best self because if anything came that was bigger than what i had the strength to hold it would defeat the whole purpose of me you know taking that chance so yeah it it was it was rough like you know I'm not like I don't want to glamorize it like it was some real ugly work like I took myself to Cabo because I hadn't been on a trip in like years but like I want to say there was like a good two days I went in the little cabana and I just cried on the beach because I just needed to do like that purge like ooh. 
because you yeah, know let, let them let them emotions out because you like you say you had so many built up emotions where your worth was attached to your work and you started realizing like no nah, that's not my value my value is worth more than that it's just i've been so like you said tunnel driven into just work do the work do the work do the work do the work and my value will rise as i do the work but eventually you started to find out like damn my value is still the same matter of fact my value is lowering because i feel in my on the inside myself like myself is my value but i've attached my value to my work and i've been working so much that it's i've been draining my energy i have so much built up emotion i didn't have the time to really decompress or have that emotional purge like you said right and you just you just carry it and i and i think that's um i think it's part of like you know like upbringing and things like that you know just having a very um like survival drive where you're like, I got to get this, I got to elevate, I got to by any means. But um, I I think sometimes we really get distracted by the material um, representation of success that we don't really acknowledge the emotional and mental work that really comes with developing yourself to be the best version or, or even just a good, like good person of character. Like it takes a lot to do what's right. Um, and you kind of got to give yourself that space of like, okay, whew, that was hard, but you know, like, let me breathe for a minute, that whole self-care, um, mm-hmm. which, but I'm happy. Like so many people had this opportunity through the pandemic, even though it was, I, I know it was rough for a lot of people to sit with themselves, but, um, I, I just pray that they really have the realization of how much it really heals them on the inside. Exactly. And I think it was like partially it was part needed so people can come to realization and come to terms with themselves as well as terms with how their life is going or what they've been going through up to these terms. Like everything was shut down. So you really only have that time to be with yourself and think with yourself and have your thoughts and really come to the conclusion of different things and come to realize certain stuff. If you headed down the right path, if you headed down the wrong path, like where your life is headed. So I think it. And it helped and hindered some people. It's like half and half, it's like 50-50. Yeah, I, but I also think like even those who got hindered for it, it's just a it's just a delayed lesson. Like you know what I mean? Because the the hindrance challenges you. The like that's that's kind of like the chaos part. Like the chaos is what makes you feel so uncomfortable that you have to find resolve because you don't have peace. So inevitably, you still get the solution. It just may take you a little longer, but it's on the way. Mm, That's true. That is true. What do you feel like your purpose is right now? Um, I think right now, um, like to date, is really just um, building the foundations of who I am and like what impact do I want to have? Um, I really think, you know, me launching this business um, or the clothing line, like this is the first time that I got to come out the way that I that I wanted to, like a full manufacturer, the full production um, and at the quality level that that I was seeking for. And I've always felt like because of my my life and my background and like just different experiences that I've had and how I how I intersect with people. Um, through the conversations um, I think that it's always been meant for me to create a platform so that I can reach more people 
and have these kind of conversations of, of self and, and struggle and, and overcoming and, you know, being, being actual help to people who, who need it, who have a similar story to me. So that's kind of like what I'm looking forward to. Um, I know I'm not quite there yet, but it, it feels right. Most definitely. And you're right, too, because I feel like everybody has a certain purpose in life. Your purpose is feeling like you're a life coach. You're helping people go through their trials and tribulations, their hard times. Like, we all have testimonies, and we all got tested through life. And it's like we have to utilize ourselves. Like you say, I'm utilizing my purpose. I had an emotional purge at the beginning of last year. And now I know how to handle myself and better myself when it comes to people. And when they come to me with these, because it's like we all deal with different things mentally on a muscle basis, especially how life is. Life is chaotic at times and you gotta have find that harmony in it. And it's like you helping people day by day, any way you can, just being there open, having the conversation about it, saying like, yo, it's okay to have that conversations and open up about how you're feeling and what you're feeling. Don't keep that aside because eventually you'll have that emotional purge, but who knows when you have it. You was blessed enough to really go sit on a beach and really have that emotional purge versus being somewhere else where it wasn't no sunlight, no beach. And once you had that purge, you woke up and was like, I'm blessed because where I'm at right now and what I've accomplished so far. Yeah, no, and it's it's so true. I just, um, I, I think it's it's really cool. Like, cause to a degree, the, the fashion really um, aligns with it because the feeling that I want, I want people to have and evoke within themselves is kind of similar to when you have like a really good outfit on, like, you know what I mean? You look good, you feel good. Um, and it's like really for you to be able to, to like have a style and a look that's like a head turner, you have to know your body type. You have to know your shape. You have to know how to dress it. It's very individual based, even if it's the same trend. And I kind of feel that way about life. Like, yes, we're all going to have relationships. We're all going to have, you know, friendships. We're all going to have intersections just with people. But how how people feel you and embrace you is very individual based because how you talk is not how this other person talks. Like, we're all very one of a kind, but we live life in these generalities you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so we're all doing the same thing but with our own little twist and I think that's what what is most beautiful about just you know being a person being in the world (laughs) like yeah that's true because it's like we all we all are one of a kind in our own ways even though um some people trying to mimic or imitate others but it's like you are one of a kind you made God made you in this way for a reason. He made you different from everybody else. And you have to utilize what's different about you and figure out what your purpose is or what helps you all. Like you said, when it comes to clothes or fashion, uh, fashion pieces, they fit differently on different bodies. And it's like, you got to know your body type, your body style, what feels good on you, what doesn't feel good, what makes you feel good and everything. So I, I feel you. It's a long way to get there, but it's the same concept. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, how was your childhood growing up? Um, it was it was really good. I um, yeah, well, you know, aside from just different uh, situations, but um, I grew up in a in a single parent home. So I have my mom, and I have three brothers, uh, and I'm the second oldest of four. So. 
it was it was definitely unique you know i had i had certain responsibilities really my mom put you know made us all really responsible um for each other so i really had like good like team values partner values um loyalty you know what i mean support like we just really rode for each other yeah, um and it it was all very transparent um, my mom, she's been a, a cosmetologist since like the late 80s. Um, so I was definitely a salon baby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I used to do my homework, you know, like clock out from school, go in the back room. That's where we hung out. Um, so it was um, it was definitely different because there were things I had to be aware of for our family system to work. But um I really have a high respect for my mom because um, she never let us just live anywhere. Um, you know, I definitely have been, you know, the person that used the the uh, her friend's address so that I could go to the better school or the address <laughs> of the salon. And because of that, I really had exposure to a lot of things that people who would have a similar upbringing to me didn't. So, you know, if I got to do ballet, it might have been for three months because, you know, that person became her client, but I got to do ballet. Then I got yeah. to do tap. Then I got to go to museums, beaches and, um, and travel. Um, I had the best, you know, like programs. I did like all the advanced, you know, learning um, anything. Like if it was on a scholarship, I was there ready to work. Um, and it really just helped me understand like the value of good relationships and like character like there's always an exception like I really don't believe in no like I mm -hmm. I say it to people because my no is actually a no but but <laughs> 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 um, but also like when you really want something it's really just there's a way for you to get it and and I really encourage people to if there's something that you really value they'll make an exception for you. They'll make a way for you to get it. Like, don't limit yourself. Like, let someone tell you no, because all of the stuff that I got to do as a kid, you would never think my my home life was what it was. You know, you would easily think I grew up in, you know, a four-bedroom home with two parents and a dog, you know what I mean? Like, white picket fence. Yeah. And, you know, I can say that I lived in a house in, in my youth, maybe for two years. But aside from that, I grew up in an apartment and I didn't have my first, you know, room by myself till I was like in the sixth grade. So, you know what I mean? Like, you just never know, but uh, it really didn't make a difference. I think that's really the point of what I'm trying to say is like, you know, whatever the circumstance is, there's a way for you to get to wherever you want to go. So, that's you know, facts. if you you want to be the violinist, but nobody can afford no, you know, no instruments. There'll always be that one teacher who just has an extra violin that says, hey, don't tell anybody I gave you this, but you could use this to join the band. Like, because mm. you'll be blessed in what your purpose is and, and your path is supposed to be. So, yeah. Uh, Man, I'm sorry, I, I don't have a short answer for nothing. So just no, I, lo I love the detail. You was like very detailed with your answer, and I love it. Like you said, I said, "How was your childhood?" And you literally explained it step by step. Like you grew up <laughs> in a single parent home. You had uh, 
three three brothers or two brothers and you and I had three brothers. Yeah, but, oh, see, three two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, right. but and your mom was like a cosmetologist since the eighties, and you've been you was salon baby. You were going back and forth, and you had the uh, blessings to where you was able to experience having different life experiences, where it was ballet, where it was tap. Where it was, if it was music, uh, you were getting into music, but you had the opportunities because your mom had so many clients and clientele, and they was like, "Yo, you can use the address of the salon, and you use a friend's address to go to the better schools, and until you can experience that type of lifestyle, and that's a blessing that your mom put on you guys, as well as just letting you like know you there's life is better than even though pops ain't around or nothing like that, there's still good experiences, good times, and good things uh, around." So yeah. I love the detailed answer and whatnot. What is your favorite memory from your childhood? Um, I'd have to say that. Uh, well, I have two, but I guess I'll go. I'll go with the old, older one. No, you can say both. Say both. Okay, so my first one, my first one. I'm I'm definitely a, a nostalgic, sentimental person. Um, <laughs> so I was I was actually born in San Diego. Um, but we, I think we only stayed there till I was like maybe three or four. So I don't know. It was one, one morning and my mom, uh, my mom was home. Uh, she didn't have to work on the, if you have a, a hairstylist mom, you know, on the weekends, you, you'll see her on Sunday, Thursday, through <laughs> Saturday, <laughs> she gone. She left at like 5 AM and she won't be back till like 11. Man. Yeah. Then we's in a jump. <laughs> so uh, shout out to everyone who gave you know had an extension y'all pay for a lot of my programs appreciate it um, <laughs> but um she happened to be home and she made me uh, a bowl of oatmeal and she put um she put raisins in it but she made it into like a little smiley face and I swear to you everything I like is like oatmeal raisin something like my favorite cookie is oatmeal raisin, like, and I think it's just the association to the memory. So I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so, I don't know that that one just plays in my head. Like it's like one of those like small clips. Yeah. Like you just watch yourself as a kid, and I'm like, oh, that's so precious. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my my second one, I was a teenager, um, and I want to say in. In high school, I moved from I moved from Rancho to Orange County, so um, I think it was my sophomore year. And to be fair, like that transition was so rough. It was definitely a culture shock, kind of kind of difficult adjustment. Um, but I was still I was still singing then. So some some girl uh, who I hadn't met like the whole year. Um, she knew someone that I like, I probably knew like the three black people that went to my school and she was like the fourth one. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess she was looking for uh, singers cause she wanted to do the talent show and she played the guitar. So I randomly meet this girl, Sue Ellen. Uh, she still does music. Um, and we do the talent show just random. Um, and I won. And I kid you not, like, I hated every day going to this school, like, the people, the staff, like, I was like, little Angela Davis at the school, like, I spent so much time in the front office, like, going in on things I felt were socially wrong. Um, So, 
when I won the show, like obviously everyone, the, the staff and stuff all shifted to, to liking me for singing and all that stuff. I was like, ah, yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fake like, asses. Mm, right, right. I'm like, y'all was talking to me like I was, you know, from the, they was trying to guess if I was from the inner city and I had a single parent, like the full stereotype. And I was like, I'm That's over crazy. this. It was crazy. Um, but I got home, um, what I think it was like the next day. And I don't know when my mom did this. Um, and in this apartment, I, I still have my own room because my older brother, he was in college. Um, and I came in my room and my mom had went and and picked up like all these cassette tapes, like VHS. I don't know where we was going to play these, but it was like a bag of VHSs, <laughs> a, a bag of like music books. And she bought me a keyboard because I won the talent show. And she was so excited to show me like, I walked in the house. She was like, she was like, come on, come, come here, come. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, what's going on? You know, I'm dry. I'm like, huh? <laughs> and so she like, you know, like she's like game show host. Like, so she opens the door like, ah, like, look. <laughs> look behind girl number one. That's funny. It's, but my mom is so cute like that. Like she really, whatever you decide that you want to do, you could change it every week if you wanted to. But if you tell her, hey, this is what we're doing, she's going to go find everything that has to do with what you want to do. Shout out to moms. Right. She's she's just fired. But she was like, she found some old couple on Craigslist. So that's why everything was like in the bags and stuff. He was like, yeah, it was an old husband. And he said his late wife used to play this keyboard. And she's, I didn't even know how to play the keyboard. I, I had like piano lessons maybe like in the second grade and that was like for like a month so I just know like where the keys are like I can name them but well I was up there just pressing pressing buttons I still have it it's under my bed but oh, I still don't know how to play <laughs> it's a sacred it's a sacred memory but I can't blow the know, dust off of it I can't I love surprises that's the easiest way to get me this uh, a surprise I'm like for me Really? <laughs> <laughs> it could have been two pencils. I'd be like, I remember she got uh, me them two pencils that one day. <laughs> That's so. So as a child, um, what was your dream? You like, why didn't you pursue cosmetology like your mom? Um, or I really, I didn't like hair. <laughs> like she would have me like touch it. Um, I definitely like. It took me a while to grow into being, um, I, I, would, I don't even want to say, like, affectionate. I want to say touching people. Like, I do not like being touched. I don't like touching people. So touching hair is, yeah. like, a, another tier. And then also, when you grow up with a, a hairstylist, hair is everywhere. It's always hair. Like, whether it's, like, it's a wig or it's an extension or it's a real person's hair, if it's your hair. Um, so, I just didn't really have, like, a touch for it, one. So, like, even when I do my own hair. So, the only two people who do my hair is myself and my mom. I, I don't let anyone touch my hair. So, like, if if I do my hair, it's okay. It's cool. But if my mom does my hair, like, it's totally, like, night and day. Like, I, <laughs> you, know, like you know what I mean? Like, that's her thing. Like, she could walk up to you and touch your hair and tell you what it needs. Like, she is, like, a scientist of 
hair and she can look at a hair product and tell you what chemicals is going to do what to your hair or if you want to dye your hair she can tell you the color theory of what will subtract this color to get you to that color like that it just wasn't my thing i wasn't good at it damn you said before i went bald hey look let me know I, I slide you over some products. She's she's coming out with a, a product line relatively soon. So most definitely, I'm about I, to get I on slide, the show too. Yeah, I, I slide you a pack. You test it out, then you can hit her up. That's my girl. <laughs> so, <for laughs> so, what was your dream though as a child? Then, since you didn't pursue that path. Um. So what's crazy is like as a kid, I used to just try. I used to just try stuff to see if I would find something I wasn't good at. <laughs> so it was just like do stuff for a week and I'd be like, okay, I'm good at that. So let me go see something else. Um, but like my earliest, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I used to want <laughs> okay, don't laugh at me, but also put some respect on my name because you know me. So I said that I wanted to be in the WNBA and I wanted to be Cheryl Swoops. I was like, I'm gonna be the next Cheryl Swoops. <laughs> <laughs> Love the dream. Right. I mean, I, I used to just poop every day, but um, yeah, that was it was short lived. I didn't get taller than five five, so it wasn't really looking optimistic for me. Um, but I actually, what's funny is like when I was younger, um, I think I was like six or seven. I used mm-hmm. to carry a spiral notebook and I used to draw clothes. So it's like I, I've always done things that are just creative based. Um, I've been singing since I was like maybe seven, um, just like around friends and stuff. Cause you know, you're trying to test it out. You be like doing a little note, like that sound good y'all. Like that's good. I'm good. Okay, cool. I used to do dance. Um, so everything was just kind of like in a creative field, but mm-hmm. I just kind of, I didn't really have a, a set direction until my senior year because I always felt challenged with like my desire to do something creative, but I also felt like, you know, uh, my, my academic side was really strong. And most of my teachers were like pushing me to be like a scientist or a lawyer, like one of those two. Um, and I just like, you know, like I could see it cause I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. But it felt like it was missing something. So I just tried to find like, what's the balance of these two. And it just, What's funny is I remembered myself carrying that that purple spiral notebook at my grandma's house. And uh, I was like, oh, that'd be perfect because there is a challenge in it because it's very hard to be a successful fashion designer because it's really it. Everyone makes clothes like any anyone and everyone can make clothes. Yeah. Um, So it's very oversaturated. Um, I would compare it to like, you know, someone trying to break into like music industry, like you just got to try and if it sticks, it's for you. And if it don't stick, it ain't. Um, and you just kind of fall to a different part of the, the industry. But mm-hmm. that, that was, um, I don't know. I didn't have like a, you know, like a commitment statement. Like the gotcha. strong statement I made was in third grade when I said I'm B-Stroll Swoops. And I had a... <laughs> And my, my best friend from kindergarten, uh, Nishe, she was super tall. So we had an agreement. She was going to be Lisa Leslie and I was going to be Cheryl Swoops. And we was going like to lock that. down, you know, the game. That's so funny. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, planned out. 
I like the plan. Y'all did. Like you said, like you'll be Cheryl Swoops and she'll be Lisa Leslie. And y'all had that plan until the rea reality hit with the height. He was like, I ain't going to be Listen, tall enough. Hey, but don't get <laughs> If anyone wants to hit the court, I'll still go. Like a lot of oh, people shoot. sleep on me. I'm like, I was a real yeah. athlete. Don't play with me. Okay. Get them all the smoke. I feel you. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, what advice would you give to a younger, your younger self? Um, honestly, I think, I think for me, I would say to never play small. Um, I've, I've had moments where, um, because of like my upbringing, because of really my, my personality is, is a acquired taste, I will say, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, you know, sometimes you can kind of second guess that or, you know, people will come in and they they want to mold you to their comfort level. Um, and also when you are are set to do certain things, um, you can't really be around everybody. You can't do what everyone else does because it has different consequences for you. Um, and I had a certain stage of life where. I, I didn't want to hold that responsibility of, of like, oh, why do I have to be different? Why do I have to do this? Or, you know, I'm looking at everybody chilling and vibe and I'm like, I just want to chill and vibe. Like, um, but there's a reason why you're not supposed to do it. And I, I was, uh, you know, fortunate to be able to experience that lesson and not have the full loss of, what my path is supposed to be. So I'm super grateful, you know, to God for allowing me to be like, see, is this what you want? And then he let me slide <laughs> back because sometimes you don't get to slide back. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, that would be my, my greatest advice is just, you know, committing to, hey, if you're different, it's okay. Like, it's cool. Just be different and just own it. Yeah. And whoever, you know, whoever's going to rock with you, they'll rock with you whether you know and you don't really have to change your delivery too much I definitely have have grown up you know from 14 15 year old me you know anyone who's known me in that phase know that that was <laughs> <laughs> as you know uh, a very raw version um but I just needed to grow up you know what I mean I needed yeah. to develop and and understand um you know like if you're a little peculiar like why is that because it serves a purpose you're not like made to be different for no reason. Mm -hmm. That's so, facts. Man. So if you're different, <laughs> if you listen to this right now, when you're different from everybody else, you're different for a reason. Don't try to be like somebody else or try to uh, make your life like somebody else. Your view was created differently for a reason. Embrace that peculiar side of yourself. Don't just be like, oh, I want to be, I'm different. I don't want to be different. No, accept yourself being different because different people change the world. Exactly. Don't ever play small. Facts. Take a space. Bust the door down. You in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you had the chance to see the future, would you? No. No, because no, no. I, I think it would. Um, I think when you can see too far ahead, um, sometimes it makes you complacent. Mm. And then you'll miss what you're supposed to do. Like you kind of need to not know um, to like to move forward. You know what I mean? Like faith is really 
really a motivator because you you have to bet on yourself because it it I think it still goes back to those lessons like see when you step out here because everything every chapter that you close it deserves reflection mm -hmm. so you need to look at yourself and say oh now that I know this like you know what I mean now that I've gotten to this destination how did I hold myself up how did I because you're learning how to trust yourself you're learning how to be yourself and develop and if you already know what the end goal is you might just ride the wave when you need to again have that that chaos so that yeah. you can be molded i'm sure i like that too like you said uh if you want to see the future nah because you'll get complacent because you'll think all oh, that all that is destined for me already so why do i got to put the work in and yeah. you're like <clears throat> which is so true because Everybody see the future like, oh, that's that's what's destined for me. Bet I can just chill, or that's what's destined for me. I gotta put in some more work in. So, me, I'm, I think I'm mixed about the two. Like, mm -hmm. I, I first I was I was like, yeah, I want to see it, but then your answer right now is like, damn, that is trying to have me thinking. Like, damn, that is true. Like, you will get complacent, or you will not do what you're supposed to do, and you're have, supposed to have that time of reflection after you close the chapter, and whatever part of your life it is. So. I'm still mixed on the two, but at first I was like, yeah, I want to see it. But now you got me like, all right, maybe, maybe well, I just need to see it. Think about like a, a tree, a tree in spring, right? Mm -hmm. All of those neat, those leaves are new. They're not old leaves. They're not the leaves from last year that came back. They're just, they're brand spanking new. April dropped, boom. They, like, you know what I mean? First life. They don't know that in the fall, they're going to fall off the tree. But they just so they just go through the cycle of life and they fulfill it in its entirety. So they provide, you know, the structure for, you know, the shade for the tree, the home for the, you know, bird's nest or whatever. They give oxygen out to the people. They clear the air. And it's a very short lived process, but it's a long life for the tree. And if the tree knows that it's just going to wilt, the, the leaf is going to wilt and die in like, what, four four months, why would it bloom? What would the, you know what I mean? Like you would really look like, oh, what's the point? Because yeah. you wouldn't even know that you're supposed to serve all of these things in your lifetime. Because Man. you would just be looking at it for yourself. I, I really love how you just put that and related the leaf and the tree and really went into depths about it because that is true yeah, i mean i feel that 100 percent. it's just what came to me so i just rocked with it i was like this sounds good let's drop this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really a beautiful process and like um you know sometimes i spend time like looking at you know the processes of nature and how it really aligns with with us and how we grow because in each mm -hmm. season we don't know what what will come of it and, and in every season, there's a beginning and there's an end of it. So, you know, sometimes it's cool in the beginning of the season. Everybody's excited because you knew. You're like, oh, yeah, this is it. But there's a process towards the end. Like, you're still that tree. You know what I mean? Like, the roots are still the same. The, the trunk is still the same. The branches are still the same. But new things have to grow from it every year. Mm -hmm. And that's the same with you. You're just shedding your exterior basically right have you ever seen like when they cut a cut a tree down 
and that's how they they find out how old it is because they look at all the rings mm -hmm. so it's just like like for us we come into the world and it's trees that's like a hundred some you know years old 80 years old but they look like you know every other tree they look like the tree they just planted yesterday yep but it's it's serving a purpose in a cycle so like that's really your purpose you're supposed to establish your roots in the place of your purpose and you serve that community that area over and over and over again until we get to the end and they say wow for we you know when they cut your tree stump you know you go back to earth <laughs> they look at the rings and they say man this tree has been serving us for 80 years 90 years 100 years that's what you want you don't want to be the you know they cut the tree and they be like this tree only two years old ain't did nothing <laughs> <laughs> that's true all right all right we're gonna flip the script and hop it to get in more details about your brand i know you just started your brand tell us a little more about your brand yeah sure um so i um i started my first uh cut and sew line um i launched it this year in april um it is called uh l's by lauren marie since you know everyone asked me about that but i'm like just rock with me because you know eventually as we escalate to some you know new york fashion week level we'll just have lauren marie so then you'll understand you know because we'll have two lines going um but really i just really um have always looked at at clothing a little different than others um i feel like i was always making adjustments and like thinking about just innovative things like I love materials I love um convertible designs as as people are starting to learn with um with my summer and fall collection um I really just want people to be able to dress how they feel and and also just feel good in whatever they have so I think that there was an area or a space for me to kind of bring in that type of a themed collection um, and I obviously I want to serve, you know, multiple body types. So I do um, have range sizes from uh, small to 3X. And then um, in each collection, I do a unisex piece um, just because I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a homegirl. So I have a lot of homies. <laughs> so I was just like, you know what, like, let me throw something out for them. Uh, I do like menswear, but I still feel like that's an area that I, I don't have quite expertise in. So as I grow in it, um, I kind of want to start small, but I, I still want that audience. Um, so everything here is is made in LA. It's LA based. Um, my manufacturer is local. We're completely, you know, ethical. Um, even the materials, I go down and I handpick everything. Um, so I, I'm really excited to be able to just have something that's really hands-on, that's, um, you know, putting a source of income back into, you know, where I live um, in my community and um, just seeing where it goes. Like I, I have a really good feeling about the timing of it all. Um, and I've, I've been waiting uh, 11 years to do this launch. So it was much anticipated. So I, I appreciate everyone who supported me so far. Congratulations. I know it was like a big step taking it. Like you said, it was 11 years in the making, but you finally took that leap and made it happen. And from what I've seen the product photos, I'm like, I love the brand. I love what it's about. I love how you 
setting up everything, putting out um, different ads and for different um, launches. Thank you. I'm like, okay, check L's out. She's doing her thing. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm glad it's like you're you're doing something that you love, though, that you're passionate, that you feel like, yo, I can go 110% with this and put my energy into this because this is for me. This is my baby versus working, putting that extra 110% into uh, somebody else's dream. So this is your, you feel like this is your purpose has been your purpose has been your calling since you said 11 years of making. But before then, because you always used to carry around the uh, purple spiral notebook, drawing <laughs> out the designs and everything. So you had that, you had the, the vision was there, but it was just like, it was in the back of your mind. And then it started blossoming up as years went on. And you're like, yo, this is what I want to do. I want to do fashion design. And now you're starting to do it. You got your own manufacturer. You got, you based out of LA and you're doing everything on your own. And you started, I just want to know, what steps did you take to really get it started, get it off the ground? Um, so the first thing I did um, was I went back to school. Um, and this was in, what, 2013. So I was a non-traditional, uh, sorry, non-traditional student. So I, I didn't go straight out of uh, high school. Um, I had a couple years and then I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So what's so crazy is my game plan was, I was going to go to the JUCO and do um, their fashion fashion merchandising program for two years. And then I wanted to go to the number one fashion design school, which is Central St. Martin's. And that's in London. Um, so I was just like, this is it. I'm doing it. And I, to make a long story short, I ran into someone I met my senior year in uh, in Irvine. And it totally just shifted my whole trajectory. And I ended up going to a four-year, um, but I studied art. And uh, I, well, I studied business and graphic design at the junior college. And then I went and got a fine arts degree. Um, so what was such a trip was it was just something that was on me so that I would know the the business in its entirety. So like I can build all my marketing materials I can do, um, you know, the marketing research, um, websites, the, you know, the posters, the, the social media, the design. So um, it was kind of weird how it all lined up and like no one understood what I was talking about uh, when I said it. I was like, yeah, I do fashion, but I, I study art and I paint it. You know what I mean? Like they were like, what? How does that even yeah. go together? Um, but at the time... Um, people were just starting to get into like um, putting uh, Illustrator into the fashion programs. So everything was still on paper. And like, for some reason, I just, I just felt in my heart, like, nah, this is all about to go digital. And I want to be able to, to know how to do it and not have to try to learn it on the back end. So I just yeah. wanted to make myself as competitive. As I believe we got cut off right where you was discussing how you got started. You said you, I think we ended up at where you went to um, did your four years. You got your four years. You got your, and got your fine arts degree, and then after that, it got cut off. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, that was like I was still talking. That's the shame. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I I went to UC Irvine, um, and I got my fine arts degree there. And the short version of what I had said was. Um, was pretty much I felt like that path was the best option for me, even though it wasn't my original plan, um, because it made me well-rounded um, 
not only as a designer, but as a business owner. Um, and I, I felt like for whatever reason, I, I had a little foresight um, so that I would learn all these skills to be prepared for this time. So, you know, I can do my own graphics, I can do uh, websites, I can write my, you know, business plans, I can do marketing strategy, um, but I also, you know, know color theory, composition, um, construction. So it just all really came together to where, you know, I, I would be able to float this by myself until I can, you know, get to a point to where I can establish a team but also when I establish a team, it won't be a mystery. You know, I'll be able to look at the person and say, hey, that's not how you edit something. This is, that's not that, you know. No, I, <laughs> I get like you though, because I get you. Um, because that's what I like to say too, like learn a little about a lot, especially when you start a business or a brand, you have to know every aspect of the business. So <clears throat> you don't get shortchanged when it comes to you hiring the staff members or team members and they, uh, don't give you less work than what you know you should receive as well as taking advantage of you. So you got to know like a little bit about everything when it comes to your business, your company, like you said, you got to know your marketing, you got to know designs, you got to know colors, you got to put out uh, launches. You have to meet with manufacturers, seeing if it's the right material for your product and doing all that right there. So eventually, like you said, when you do get growing and big, you have team members to go out and do that. And that's what they specialize in. Right. And it, and it really, it was, like honestly I'm just having a hindsight moment and like just to say like it was a beautiful setup because I also you know I went to school full-time and I worked full-time and every field that I worked in while I was going to school was sales mm-hmm. um, in some type of capacity whether I was a manager or I was an account executive um, so I, I learned that side of it too like I'm I'm really known to be a really good salesperson um, <laughs> But, you know, it's just my approach, you know, if you have been following like my brand on Instagram or like the website or the emails um, is very much the same. You know, everyone's like, oh, I like how, you know, you just post it. You're not like, I don't feel like you're trying to sell me. And it's because I've never tried to really sell anyone. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, hey, this is what it is. You want it or you don't. Um, And it's cool either way. (laughs) <laughs> no that's facts like you see that's what it comes down to it's either one or you don't because you know the type of demographic or audience you're trying to reach to you don't have to reach get everybody to make you feel like oh my brand is the number one in the world it's like no i just want to reach my certain audience base my certain niche versus trying to expand out out of that niche and trying to have it for everybody because it's not for everybody it's for certain people it's like you said right. about yourself it's an acquired taste Exactly. And uh, the best sales advice that I received from uh, one of my managers was that the the best salesperson gets gets the client to either a yes or a no quickly. And it's because if it's a yes, then you move on, you get to the next yes person. If it's a no, you don't want to waste your time and go find another yes person. Mm-hmm. Well, so taking that know, advice for, all, all my salespeople. <laughs> yeah, because. Sometimes people try to convince people of stuff and then you have to deal with, you got to think about it. Like if you spend all that time persuading someone to buy something, um, you really are eating up your time on the front end and on the back end because eventually what they're going to have is buyer's remorse and they'll be Mm -hmm. coming back to be like, you know what, never mind, I don't really want this. And then you got to do a whole nother tit for tat and it just don't be worth it. 
Most definitely. I'll take, I like that. If y'all listening right now, take some notes. That's a good sales tip. Get get to that quick yes or no. Don't try to oversell yourself or oversell it. Like once you get that yes, like bet on to the next yes person. Once you get that no, it's like cool. I ain't gotta waste my time and one to the next person. So don't be that. afraid to ask them, is it a yes or is it a no? And get off the phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's facts. What is your vision for your brand? Um, so I would actually really love to expand it into a lifestyle brand. Um, so that'll just be like, um, like I'll have some, some body slash beauty products, not so much like into makeup, but more like moisturizers or like shimmers or things that are more like just, I don't necessarily mean like skincare, but in that family, um, and um, I'd like to get into like shoe design. So to a degree, like an all-in-one shop, um, I don't really see myself getting accessories. So I don't want to get anyone's hopes up. Accessories is not, you know, um, I'm cool. This takes too much. <laughs> Bless you. You know, there's plenty of people who make accessories and support them instead. Um, <laughs> but uh, that would that would actually be my goal. Like I actually have uh, a booklet that I've had over the years that has like, you know, all the random things that I would like to design at some point, um, mm-hmm. even down to like, you know, some home good items. I just I just see it just really expanding and building. Um, so, you know, I'm just enjoying the journey, really. I'm just taking my time because I have a lot to do. Um over you know the the span of my lifetime i got you like you say you got to enjoy the journey and i love the vision that you have you say you want to expand you're starting in a small area now but you know the vision is bigger to where you're headed you just enjoying the process trusting the process and taking your time with it and learn every aspect of that so when she eventually be over <clears throat> over in london be at the saint martell's they'd be like dang we need you to come speak to us and he's like how you doing right. they, they'd be right over there so always have that vision ahead in your head too. So know where you're headed instead of just having that, oh, I want to start being in fashion and not knowing where you're going, your direction, your end game, I want to say. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, I just, uh, I can't, I don't know. I, I just can't stress enough, like how much I'm, I'm grateful to, to God because he really just gives me like the vision. Like I'm definitely a, a dreamer. So everything that you see me make, like I saw it, like, you know what I mean? I saw it and I was like, oh yeah, this is how they're going to wear it. Like, you know what I mean? I don't see it like, oh, a picture. I'd be seeing someone out in the street, like, oh, okay. And then it can do, <laughs> and then I add all the little tweaks to it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I strongly encourage other people who are, you know, um, who have a lot of ideation and like come up with all these random concepts like download a journal app and just put, or just put it in your notes. Like I have a whole folder of notes. That's just business ideas. Like, and, and it ranges from, you know, um, clothing, shoes, bags. Um, I have a a car, car design in there, just random. I had a bakery in there. Like, because you just like, if, if you're really creative, you just have a bunch of random ideas. And sometimes it's not really for you to execute. Like sometimes it's just, you're supposed to have the idea because then once your platform built, then you'll meet someone and you might be able to sell a business idea or you might be able to sell a product. Um, so always just keep track of your, 
your ideas like just put them down it doesn't matter if it's a short note just enough to remind you what it was because it it didn't happen for you know no reason and that's big facts like you say you got to keep that we all have a phone we all have iphones androids and everything it's like you have notes the notes app in your phone and we all come up with crazy ideas or creative ideas and it's like you have to use that the ideas come to you for a reason they ain't just like oh out of the blue they're coming to you for a reason because they know eventually you can't execute those ideas it's just like writing those business ideas down i have tons of business ideas uh, myself in my notes but it's just what you have to do like you said you may not have use that idea right now but you'll eventually come across the path with somebody who can help that idea come to life so it's all about having ideas writing them down even when you're sleeping you first wake up you any dreams or anything that comes to mind writing that stuff down or having that that phone next to you or the i um notebook next to you when you randomly wake up in the middle of the night you're like damn i just had this type of dream like you said you dream you dreamt most of your pieces in your designs and that's from you having that notebook and knowing like y'all gotta write this down because i know this i'm gonna utilize this information later listen and just label them all like i have a business folder i have a dreams folder uh, I have a, a philanthropy folder, you know, just things that you um, things that you think that will make a difference. And and also something to be really mindful is if if you're a person who has a lot of monetary ideas, make sure that you set a plan for your service. Like, what are you going to do service wise in life? Because if you if God has blessed you to have that many ideas that can you know shift your generation or create wealth for you and your family make sure that you have a path to where you take that story and make it a service to others who haven't received you know their gift yet or you may be the person who intersects with them that shifts them on their way so just mm. keep that you know that level of responsibility you know don't over glamorize it and that's that's something that I constantly tell myself too like yeah, this is cool. I'm getting all these ideas, but you have to know that it has to serve a greater purpose outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Yeah, Mike don't be drop. making no plans to go <laughs> on the SpaceX to the moon. Just handle uh, something here first and then go. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, what kind of impact do you want to make on fashion or in fashion? Um, honestly, I would like to be one of the, the like top recognized names, you know, I want to, um, I want to innovate things that are more, um, I don't, I don't want to say purpose driven, but like, um, what is the word I'm trying to come up with? they're they're more like utilities like you know what i mean like developing like new fabrics and materials that like take us to the future of clothing like i want to be a part of that development um mm -hmm. and i think that there's a lot of space for it because right now the the market is really shifting and addressing in fashion you know, like underpaid workers and like how people are outsourcing, but the conditions for those workers, um, you're kind of supporting, you know, child labor, things like that. And some of the, the bigger companies are under scrutiny, like people want to have social justice and they want to have ethical products. And I think that there's a means for us to create that change. And especially um, now, you know, individual designers are becoming very popular because 
fast fashion is actually impacting our environment because we just are throwing away the clothes and they're on shores, they're in water, they're in landfills. Um, so we definitely have to make some changes on how we approach, you know, clothing. Like it's a part of like an entertainment, but um, there's more to it. You know what I mean? Like what is, what do we actually really need? And what is the cost of what we really need? And I, I want to create a solution um, that kind of lessens the, I guess, the like footprint of clothing or fashion that we currently yeah. have now. Got you, got you. I love it. I'm here to help you out any way I can. Um, Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome, you're welcome. We're going to switch, flip it up, and get to my Fab Five. Fab Five basically is a... Uh, five questions and you know like top three answers of each okay. uh, each question my first question is what is your favorite books my favorite books um so I have to admit that I am not a heavy reader I'm oh, a man. researcher <laughs> I know I know I know it's bad I have a bunch of books but <laughs> really the books that I um kind of go through two more are more informational they're kind of like textbook forms so gotcha. um one that i really recommend for anyone who's in uh fashion is uh by a company called fashionary and they have a um it's the fashion business manual and it gives you a step-by-step of everything that you'll encounter it even gives you language on like, you know, if you're having a shortcoming here, here's what you can say to so-and-so to get you to here. Um, definitely a very insightful book. I keep that in my purse um, just whenever I need to learn something in my field. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely recommend the Bible. Uh, that's definitely <laughs> on my top <laughs> list. I will say that I've only made it to Acts. So, you know, shame on me. I got to go on and finish the rest. <laughs> but I will encourage oh, anyone who who hasn't powered through it. Like if you're having struggles, like trying to like focus in on it, something that really helped me because I used to commute um, from Rancho to Santa Monica. I did that for two years and in traffic, peak traffic. So um, the only thing that got me through that drive and made me a decent person at my destination was Jesus. So um, I would I highly it. encourage, if you can, listen to the Bible on audio. I Like, it totally was a game changer for me. Just play it, because you really get into the stories. You're like, what? They went over there and did it again? Didn't God just tell... <laughs> I can oh my gosh, you are kidding me. Like I was in the car doing that. Just <laughs> and there was, you know, there's stories I'm familiar with because I, I grew up in church, but it just didn't hit the same. And I was like, yeah. maybe it's because you're trying to sound it out and you're trying to get all the names right. Like you overthink it. But if you could just listen to it and then go back in, I'm I'm telling you, this is a cheat code. Please use it. Um, and really, those are like my two. Um, <laughs> no, that, most anything of that, like, else is just no, top two. That's yeah, good. those, those two, I feel like those two cover a lot of basics, especially when it comes to the Bible and then fashionary because it's like it covers your field, uh, your field of business, and by the Bible is for life. So, those are basically two, two bet 
uh, best books for you. What are your top travel destinations? Ooh, travel destinations. I'm like, man, I'm boring because I really am limited <laughs> here. <laughs> um, okay, places I really like. So I really haven't traveled out of the country. Um, uh, was it last year was the first time that I actually got out the country. Um, so I definitely enjoyed, but I'm biased. I definitely enjoyed um, um, Cabo, but I went mm-hmm. to Cabo um, San Jose. Mm. So it's it's like more a resort type of vibe um, versus Cabo San Lucas. You get your nightlife, you get your activities, you know what I mean? Like you just up and going, which is not yeah. my travel style. I'm very much, you know, the resort lounge I might get up. I might not. Who knows? I'm on vacation. <laughs> um, <I> got you. <laughs> so that's definitely uh, one. I'm trying to think of another place I really enjoyed. Um, I actually really liked um, visiting Chicago. It was it was cool. It was a different vibe. It was a city vibe, but it wasn't like too crazy. I was only um, downtown, mm-hmm. but I. I quite enjoyed it, and I went in January, so it was definitely a a cold experience. Um, and then, honestly, it's on my to do list, but I really, 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 and I'm stressing the really's a lot. Um, I really want to go to um, Turks and Caicos, mm. but For I real. can't say that it's hidden because I haven't been. But I've heard that it might be. So I'll keep y'all posted on that. Yeah, Turks and Cakes, that's that's all this too, for real. I mean, you see beaches. Beaches <laughs> and heat. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely. all I wanted to do. Put me on the eye. That's funny. Um favorite food spots in LA. Okay. So I'm definitely a soul food person. So for sure, uh, my my one is Annie's Soul Delicious. It's in um it's in little little Ethiopia, um, which I feel awkward to say because Ethiopia has a has some uh, internal issues going on with the people of Tigray. So I'm I'm just saying it for the sake of the location, but not in support of anything that is going on. Just to put mm-hmm. that out there. Um, and um, also, please look into that. There's a genocide going on, so just sorry to point that out. Um, so Annie's for sure, and the owner there is so sweet. Um, I'll have to say, after that, is I, I really love Bossa Nova. A lot of people say That's Bossa Nova, but okay, thank you. See, I heard there was some Bossa Nova hate, and I didn't appreciate it. Um, yeah. But I will say I really only like the West LA location. The one mm-hmm. in uh, West Hollywood was cool, but they just closed it. Uh, and I, unless you're leaving the club, that's the only time I recommend the one on Sunset. Okay, yeah. just keep it keep it cool, keep it safe. It's too much activity up there. I'm sorry to that location. Y'all got to get it together. Um, <laughs> 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 and then probably my third. My third is really hard. 
I feel like I'm not I'm may may not be a three a three person. I might just be a two two and I'm out. Two and I'm out. I got you. I see that. Two two is yeah. good too. Like you said, Annie's I'm so sure. delicious as fire. Uh, sounds good, uh, especially being self when I'm a food enthusiast myself. And then Bossa Nova, you already know what Bossa Nova is like a great, great overall Brazilian place. Just just loyal, you know, consistent. Everything I've touched on the menu, fire. So mm-hmm. I, I can't knock it. I'm really about the food. Like any other place I would name, it would be about the ambiance, but the food isn't really slapping. Like I like Paradise Cove in Malibu, but it's because it's on the beach. Like the food is okay, gotcha. but it's not, you know, you're going up there to eat on the beach. Got you, got you. That, that's most definitely something about the food. That's why I was like, favorite food spots in LA. No, I'm not <laughs> sponsor. <laughs> For real. Right. But I'm at the I'm at the trial Annie's because yeah, that uh, soul food is always good. Yeah, and get they peach cobbler, it slaps. For sure. I'm gonna check it out. Uh what are your favorite affirmations? Oh my favorite affirmations. Dang. I don't, I, I really don't think I do affirmations, but mm-hmm. a part of me feels like that's not true. I probably just don't do it very intentionally. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I always have to laugh because I'm like, you really know me. So I'm like, <laughs> I do tell people what, <laughs> I'll tell you if I need to tell you, but other than that, you know, I'm chilling. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I probably really um, affirm like, um, I would probably say, like, my kindness. I, I, like, remind myself that, you know, I'm a I'm a kind person of integrity and character. Um, I do what's right. Uh, yeah, this sounds about right. I'm like, ooh, okay, this is my pep talk. Um, I, I do say that, you know, my life will be impactful. It'll serve a purpose. Uh, that's, that's hopefully, you know, if I, if I don't mess up and I keep doing things right, we'll be in line with, you know, what God's will is for me. Um, and then my third one is kind of weird, but it's because it's just part of my belief system. But, um, I also reaffirm that I will touch all the lives that I'm responsible to impact. Mm -hmm. So um, I try to keep that top of mind because sometimes we just have random encounters with people and you don't know what your platform could be. And I guess my, like my greatest fear, like at the end of my life, you know, if I, you know, when they play my DVD or, you know, stream it, I don't know what they're going to have by that time <laughs> um, <laughs> is, you know, him showing me a moment where I missed, missed someone because I was too, you know, into myself or not being humble enough to, you know, just see the opportunity to speak or, you know, like sometimes you have that moment where you're supposed to just say something and you don't. Mm -hmm. So I I try to be very mindful of that because I think that that's why there's multiple of us. Like we're all going to be responsible for some people and it's not even really a go out of your way. It's just because of who you are and what you know and your experience, what you have to say will create an impact for that person. Okay. So I'm hoping that I, I haven't missed anyone so far, but I'm I'm really, you know, locked in to say, okay, if someone needs me and it's, a, you know, appropriately, I, I'll be there. I got you. 
I love that. I love the last one. Man. <laughs> you just never know. Like you yeah, can have two true. people, five hundred, a million. You don't know. <laughs> That's true because it's like I'll, I'll try to uh, emphasize that too. Like always speak to anybody that and uh, everybody that you see around. Don't just be so concerned or self-consumed in your phone or within yourself that you don't have the uh, the right that you don't feel like. Oh, I should not speak. Even if you say hello, how you doing? Is like it opens up the door. Like oh, I'm doing good or I'm not doing good today. However it is, and you start that spark that conversation. Who knows what that conversation may lead to. But it's like always just opening up and speaking to people around you. Because we see a lot of people on a daily basis, whether it's at the gas station, the grocery store or something like that. Like people that's within your view, like speak to them that's walking past, but not somebody that's like 10 miles away. Like, oh, let me go run and catch them. No, like people with that's around you, speak to them, uplift them and see how you can help them or see how they're doing today. Yeah, because you you hear that little voice. Like, you know what I mean? Like we all know that little, that be like, you should go over there and, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and you'd be like, dang, should I? And you like, go over there. You're like, all right. <laughs> I, I had that voice today. I, I ain't gonna lie. And I was like, ignored it. I was hesitant. And it's like, um, my last guest was saying like, he was had a quote that he lives by, like, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And he said that relates to life and business because it's true. Because if you don't take that shot to uh, acknowledge somebody or see how somebody is doing, who knows how their life is going to go or turn out it's like you just got to open open up and just communicate and that's true and and sometimes it's not even that you may have you know a word for that person they might have the word for you but you all you have to do is say hello Mm -hmm. and they might impart some wisdom on you that may solve your issue or whatever but it's like it goes back to that faith and that kindness you know what i mean like being genuine and kind really really is the primary path of a purposeful life. Facts. My last question for the Fab Five, what are your okay. most used iPhone apps? Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go with uh, Instagram. Then I'd probably go with Twitter. Okay, let me look in here real quick. I feel like I don't know what my third one is. I feel like my third one is probably, it's a toss-up between my emails and (sighs) (laughs) You're like, ah, emails, ah. I hear you. Do you feel like, um, when I say most used, do you feel like you're using them like for a purpose or you're just using them to consume time, if that makes sense? Um, so really, um, I feel like Twitter is more leisure for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I like, this is like my, my, oh, I want to say it's like my third, third Twitter. Um, I was, I, I just want to put that on the record. I was part of the original <laughs> Twitter. I was there from the 09 to the 2012 <laughs> Okay, I just left, but I came back. So it's really just low key. Like I really just kind of like see all the information. Um, I'll say Instagram for me is more more productive, um, and that's just because of how I've cultivated my timeline. So I really am very intentional about following um, following people who are on the same path as me. Like obviously, I have people that I've just met through the years, like everyone's on there. Um, But I really 
tried to focus my timeline by following like all the fashion weeks. Um, I follow uh, follow other um, LA based brands that are owned by black women um, who I deem to be like my competitors. So I followed like the the actual designer and the brand um, mm-hmm. just because like I want to be consumed in what it is I do and what's going on around me. So I try to make that very relevant information. Um, and also like, you know, other like design pages, art pages, just so I'm not just getting like, you know, the shade room or like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, things that you. aren't really fruitful for me. I get um, that too. So that, that's kind of like how I keep it. I keep my, my Twitter pretty low key too. Um, but those are like my my main two like go tos, and then other than that, I like I'm really very seldom even on the phone. Like I probably say my strong third is probably Amazon, um, mm. which is just out of sheer convenience. But I will say, that <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm planning on um, shifting over to um, um to, and I I hope I say this right. It's called uh, Mariah. Um, and it's basically like the Amazon for black owned businesses. So you can shop anything on there. So I had to shamelessly plug them because they're fire. I'm actually a vendor on there as well. So anyone who purchases through that, um, particular platform, it's an automatic discount because you're supporting black businesses. And that's very important. Yeah. They're, they're funny. Like, and if you could follow them on Twitter, hilarious. So <laughs> I'm going I'm to swap them out. out to be my third. Got you. Because I, I haven't heard about them. So I'm going to show, hit you up and get the, the information. But yeah, I like that. Because I didn't even know that was around. But the black uh, black Amazon and black businesses, I like that. So for show, we shopping with them soon. <laughs> Hopefully get uh, the creators or whatnot on the show, whoever did that. Because that is a brilliant idea. It is wonderful. It's only one person too. So okay. they're really doing a lot of work, like even how they have it set up. So much respect to them. They're they're being impactful and and um creating a solution for a multitude of people. So mm-hmm. only only good things to come from them. Most definitely. Are uh, we getting down to the tail end of the show? I got like three to four more questions left for okay. you. And I know you got a, your day to get on with. Um my next question is, what do you, what is more important, time or money? Definitely time. Time is, uh, you can't, it's, it doesn't have a, a set value, like, you know what I mean, to where you can recoup it. Um, money is, everybody can get money. Mm-hmm. Whether how much money you get in, that's, that's where we start having that have, have nots, but everybody has access to money. But time, time is something that is not decided for you. Um, Or actually, time is something that is decided for you. So that's something that we don't know how we don't have a definitive answer on. Um, And really, that's where your memories are created from. Like you don't remember, you know, your check from last week or your bank account. Like it's all digital. That's not in front of your face all day. But when you wake up, it's time. When you go meet your friends, it's time. When you go to sleep, it's time. Um, so I, I definitely highly drive people to make that their focus and decide how they want to spend it because every second that's going past is 
a, a moment in time that you can't get back. That is facts. That is so true. And I'll, I'll agree with you. Time is more important because you can't, you can't get the time that you spent back. Um, you only have to get the memories out of that time. And when it, like you said, when it comes to money, money is easily accessible, attainable. Like you could get any type of money. Everybody has access to money to get money. Um, so yeah, yeah. it's like yep. ask all my guests about that. Majority of majority of them said time. Only one person said money, um, <laughs> which is funny well, though. Money, but but money is significant as a tool. It, it it's not mm-hmm. really a um, if we're being really you know transparent. Money is conceptual. So it's a representation of value. So if it's not applied, it's really not worth anything. So if I have $3 on the table and it's not being spent, they're really worthless because they're just $3 until I go and I purchase something for $3. Mm -hmm. But the time is moving whether I stop (laughs) stop or go. (laughs) So, you know, figuring out how to utilize them together is the most the wisest thing that you can do. Because it, it's a navigation tool that can circumvent you from wasting time. But if you don't got that, go hard on the time. Then the money will come. Facts. True. Hey, preach. I want to, uh, thinking about poetry now, I want to start snapping. I'm like, hey, I feel it. Uh, that's just real true. Um, Look, I was just, you know, they're both important. I don't want to create this, you know, mystical land. Like, no, no, no. You do need both, but understand yeah. understand the origins and how they function. That's true. How can I help you? Um, honestly, I I feel like you already have. Um, just really just the sheer acknowledgement and the opportunity to be able to speak is a great help you know every new audience is is an opportunity for people to find me um and how you found me just by looking at my work really has helped me because it it served as a confirmation that what i'm doing is being seen you know Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm really in a in a building mode so I, I'm just grateful for the acknowledgement because, you know, I know that it's going to come because I'm putting in the work, but it, it really is a, is touching. So I, I can't really express like how much gratitude I really have just for reaching out and saying, Hey, let's talk. Well, Never know where to go. That, uh, uh, man, I appreciate you because you came on the show and you really dropped knowledge and knowledge about <laughs> your journey from start to finish to your journey now through the fashion industry and how and where you see yourself going and i'm like it's it's, it's inspiring your story is inspiring from where you started to where you at now and where you're headed it's like it's inspiring and motivating to people i know listen right now i'm like damn she did all that she went through that and it's like that means i can do it too and everything you've said was uplifting and powerful and impactful and i'm like oh you dropped so much knowledge. I'm like, I'm trying to re- rewind back in my head, like trying to touch so many bases. And I'm like, man, you just really have to rewind the show, ladies and gentlemen, and be appreciative <laughs> and grateful for everything she dropped because you might have to bring out the pen and pad and really take the notes on everything she said because it was a lot of gems and it was a lot of information in the show that you came on and really did that because at first like I said we both was like nervous about hey about this interview why are we nervous and then right. it turned out being phenomenal and I'm blown away by this one yeah no this is this is really great and I I honestly this is the unforgettable moment for me because 
this is my this is my brand's first you know podcast interview you know so it it's a big marker for me it's just the beginning of someone else reaching out to find out more about the story and and like I said my goal is to touch all the people that I'm responsible for in my lifetime and if it's just through my story or if you know someone hears this and they want to you know message me they can because like my story my life has a purpose the things that I have overcome and like experience have a purpose that's bigger than myself and that's something that I know for a fact so just literally like the the help question like you already did it you know like I can't imagine anything more that you could do so it's this this is what I want you know I want to be able to speak to people I want people to see work and then understand the the people behind it because there's a story to it and you should know like and if people aren't giving you a story double check it (laughs) (laughs) double check it because it's part of the path it's part of the path of like people who really do things the right way they have to overcome obstacles so if there aren't any obstacles on the on the journey usually it is suspicious (laughs) (laughs) you know I don't want to talk bad on nobody but I'm like "Mm, generally this is the path that's taken you know they show the two roads they're like Mm -hmm. what people think is success and it's a straight line and then there's what it actually is and it's all these zigzags and circles yeah that's really what it is too facts facts. zigzags and circles throughout the journey it's obstacles it's hurdles it's heartbreak is failure it's uh no's yeses it's like it's just a journey you just got to prepare yourself for it mentally and physically to be going through it because there will be late nights early mornings there will be freaking stormy days sunny days you just have to embrace it for it and just accept it for what it is and just know like like you said you're when it comes to your vision overall you know your overall vision and you know like what you're gonna have to go through you see the vision but you don't see the hurdles the obstacles or anything else in the way you just see the vision at first until you start getting on that journey Right. And then um, I'm sorry, something I was going to add to that is um, if it's not suspicious, let me let me put that out there because I don't want to end it on a negative. Um, I will say that if your storyline isn't suspicious, then you need to. And it's just a straight line. It's because the generation before you did the storyline path. So it's important for you to understand the history of the setup so that you could have an easier path. So for me, you know, if, if I don't even want to speak that, but if there (laughs) is a generation after me that comes from me, put it like that. um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, They, you know, they will have a a simpler journey because they pick off where I left off. But Mm -hmm. if, if you are making that setup of generational wealth for your, for your future, then make sure for them to be able to sustain it, that they understand the journey to build the foundation. Mm -hmm. Because if they don't understand the journey to build the foundation, then it'll crumble because they don't know what it took to keep it or to maintain it. So, you know, and and all of us are striving for this, um, especially, you know, in our community um, of African-Americans, we're trying to create that generational wealth because we were, you know, in, in this country, we're at a deficit. Um, we were delayed on our, our start to be able to get there. But 
we have a, a new powerful generation that is self-educating, that is, um, you know, doing the self-work, that are seeking mental health services. They're, they're determined to find the truth and build something of themselves in their lives. So with that, if you don't have someone to impart that type of wisdom for you, make sure that you tell your story. That is why your story is so significant because the history is what keeps you from repeating the mistakes. So just, you know, if y'all are all about to be your first generation of millionaires, make sure your children know what it took for you to get there and don't let them ever forget the story. I love that. I love that. I was like, alternative. <laughs> <laughs> Final question. Where can my audience find you? Um, so they actually I have a lot of platforms. Okay, so I'm actually uh, well, my personal, I'm on Instagram. So you can find me on Instagram. Leave my Twitter alone. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's that's my my chill space. I'm not saying anything crazy on there, but I just like to keep it, you know, low key. Um, gotcha. But for for the brand um, um, L's by LM, um, everything is shop L's by LM. So we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. TikTok is I'm still I'm learning. That's a learning curve for me. So eventually we're gonna have some TikToks on there, but just support me in the meantime. <laughs> and um YouTube. And for YouTube, sure. definitely please follow me on there because um I do plan on doing some like virtual fashion shows. Um I may begin to do some behind the scenes type of content. Um so I that's why I created the platform, but I haven't announced it yet. Um so if you're that. listening, you got the heads up. <laughs> got the inside scoop. Yeah, inside scoop. But, but I love that though, like how you say you're gonna do the virtual fashion shows. That is that's gonna be dope. I can't wait to see that. I'm gonna subscribe myself um, Thank you, to it. Most definitely your support. <laughs> man. I appreciate it. <laughs> this episode, I appreciate you coming on though, like real talk. You, no, thank you, you for having me. It, it, man, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I had a lot of words right now. <laughs> We, like man, we did really good. All things considered, we, yeah, we did. It was a, it was a great great episode from start to finish. Um, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for sharing your story, sharing your journey, and everything that you've been through and your growth over the time over the years. Um, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna be in this episode like two to three times before it drops <laughs> <laughs> for real because I'm like yo I got to write out all this information that I received from it and it's just like great and it's like I said you uplift like your story is very inspiring and motivating and it puts a lot of things into perspective you hit on a lot of key points um the one that was really resonating with me from the beginning was the chaos and harmony because we all go through chaos to find the harmony or and instead of being within that chaos and figuring out what is harmonizing about this, about this chaos and your journey from your mom was a cosmetologist since the 80s and you had to grow up in a single parent household and it didn't that you didn't let that hinder you or help you from growing. You experienced life through different phases. You was able to do ballet. You was able to do tap. You was able to go to the uh, better schools and, and within the different communities. And so your life's been blessed from start 
and still being blessed. And then I'm just grateful for you that she was able to come on today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Like, like I, I feel like I keep uh, shamelessly plugging God in here, but like, really, that's that's where the glory goes for me because I'm like, okay. um, I've definitely had stages of life where I I could have just not been here. So, um, I really appreciate just the opportunity to speak and and share my story. Um, sorry, I'm gonna try not to get all teary. Um, but it really means a lot. Like I, I know I have like a like a dry monotone or whatever, but I really mean it. Like, <laughs> like no, I'm just you. like you know, it's it's big. It's really big because it it just confirms a lot of things. So I appreciate you even noticing me or you know following that voice that that told you to to pick me for the show. And I'm glad we we were finally get being able to get our schedules together to do this because. I was excited from the jump. Like, I really was like, <laughs> really? Me? You want to talk to me? <laughs> I feel cool. I'm like, I need to get those, uh, the cool emoji shades. I'm wearing those all week now. Like, yeah, I was on the podcast. <laughs> I got you. We're going to do a part two for sure. We're going to, uh, I say part two is going to be, we're going to dive into mental health. Because this one was just introducing yourself, introducing your brand. But I do want to get into the uh, your mental health um everything being aware of mental health as well as the emotional purge of everything you went through during this is just part one ladies and gentlemen so be on the lookout for part two coming soon i'd love to come back thank you so much <laughs> look i'm like yeah okay y'all get your tissues <laughs> <laughs> for real that's gonna be an emotional episode i already feel it but it's gonna be a all great right. one i'll compose myself i'll throw a little like all right here we go <laughs> well, it's funny for but, sure. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Really, I appreciate it. Uh, I hope everyone has the opportunity to check out my brand. Um, if you you like it, follow um, or tell a friend um, and reach out to me if if there's ever any questions. Like right now, I'm a I'm a one man show or one woman show, um, but I'm I'm the person in the DMs. I'm the person you know in there. So if you have a comment question, like just hit me up. Like. That's how I want my brand to be, um, and just you have access to the source. So, I'm I'm here to to really serve you through my clothing. So let me know. Like that, mic drop. We out. <laughs>